We all love the sound of money, and a $1,500 sign-on bonus sounds even better. That's right, Belicio Foods of Jackson is offering a $1,500 sign-on bonus to new employees. Receive an extra $100 your first six weeks, then $400 after day 90, and $500 after day 180. Don't wait. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com slash careers today. That's BelicioFoods.com slash careers. Come work for a company who truly values their employees. Come work for Belicio Foods. It's time to reveal the prize and clue start dates for Cycle Search 2022. Presented by Total Media, along with the Tri-State Power Sports Superstore, Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. This year's prize is a KO250 dirt bike, along with an accessory package valued at over $4,500. That's right, a KO250 dirt bike. Clues begin on Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. There'll be one clue each day, Monday through Friday, till the prize pack is found. Pack is hidden somewhere in the listening area. Be safe when searching, and good luck. It's Cycle Search 2022, sponsored by Total Media and Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. Well, good morning. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the morning show right here on Main Street TV. And of course, Jennifer here to start off your morning with some great friends that you all probably all know and love. But uh, if you don't know who these lovely ladies are, we'll let them introduce themselves. And we're going to talk about all things 4-H today. We're super excited about that. Well, I'm Erin Daly, and I'm the 4-H Extension Educator with Ohio State University Extension here in Jackson County, and I'm really excited to have with us here today, uh, we have Elizabeth Fannin, and Yay. she has some, just had an exciting weekend. Uh, she was inducted into the Ohio 4-H Teen Hall of Fame, and so I'll let, introduce, I'll let Elizabeth introduce herself and tell you what she's doing now in her last year of 4-H and her plans for the future. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I, like Erin said, I'm Elizabeth Fannin. I'm a 12th year 4-H member. That seems like a lot to say, <laughs> but I am going on my 12th year now. Um, like Erin said, I was recently inducted into the Ohio 4-H Sheen Hall of Fame, and that is all based on accumulation of like my 4-H experiences. This summer, I am going to be a member of the Ohio State Junior Fair Board, and <gasps> Currently, I am a freshman at The Ohio State University studying agricultural communications. Is that all? I mean, that's a brief summary. There's a lot it's more. It's not all you're doing. Yeah. It's not all, but yeah, it's, it's the highlight. Yeah. I mean, I wish this girl would, like, get off her butt and do something. <laughs> no, that is so amazing, and we are so proud of you. And, you know, I just feel like in a, in a, a couple, you know, the past couple of years full of just, like, negativity and weirdness, we have had so many local youth do such great yeah. things. And so we're so proud of you. And thank you for taking time out of your day. Um, probably spring break, I would guess, yes, to come right. hang with us. Like, you should be sleeping in and, and chilling out. But, no, this is awesome. I love doing stuff like this. Oh, well, thanks. We love having you yeah. here. So um, tell us a little bit about your experience. I mean, you've had, like, you know, the Hall of Fame going on and all of that. So how does that come to be? Well, um, like I said, it's like basically an entire record of like everything that I've done through 4-H. And yeah. I've done a lot of stuff, especially in the last few years, like um, with TLC, which is a state board for leadership um, for 4-H youth. Okay. Um, I've traveled to Atlanta to the National 4-H Congress uh, or yeah, Congress. And then um, I did national conference, which was unfortunately online whenever I did it. But you know how things are. Darn it. And DC yes. was shut down. Yeah. Yes. Understood. Yeah. So how do you get to be part of that? Is it an invitation thing or? 
Um, most of that kind of stuff, you know, has like a general application that we refer to as like the Ohio 4-H Achievement Forum, okay. which you is just a record of everything that you've done in 4-H, your awards, your participation, that kind of stuff. But stuff like Aaron actually did the application for Teen Hall of Fame. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, so the Teen Hall of Fame, um, it's actually, um, she used her, you know, she had done her achievement record and had qualified her for um, National 4-H Congress. And um, that also got her the interview for the State Junior Fair Award, which then had a final interview process to get selected for that, which, by the way, there's only two of those selected each year in the state. So what? that's a pretty big honor. You go, girl. <laughs> and uh, she, she brushed over that one kind of quickly, but that's a, it's a pretty big, pretty big honor. <laughs> And uh, But then the uh, Teen Hall of Fame, there are four nominees each year um, that are selected. And so uh, this year we've nominated several over the years. And this year was the first time we've had uh, we've had one of our nominees selected. So she's our very first Jackson County, uh, Ohio Teen Hall of Fame, which they've been doing that for about six or seven years for that, that process. And they so cool. honored them Saturday and they had a really great ceremony and they got their awards at the teen luncheon with i think there were um over there were well over a thousand uh teens and adults there at the conference this weekend so it was a pretty big event we were glad to be in person because it was the third this was after two years of not being in person right um we were glad to be back there so it was really exciting to get to celebrate that with elizabeth and her family and just to celebrate that for jackson county because i think it it really helps our youth to see that there's these other possibilities and that there's so much more that they can do besides just that uh, 4-H involvement um, that happens at the county level. And so it's really yes. just that culmination of not only just doing the county level, but also um, excelling at the state and national level at w- as well that um, was being recognized with that Teen Hall of Fame award. Absolutely. And man, again, we are so proud of you. So what has been like, let's talk about some of the the most memorable experiences that you've had over the, you know, throughout your 4-H career, of course, you were actually a fair queen, which is, you know, a whole other thing. But, you know, talk about some of the fun things and and of course, the most recent things, but talk about some of the neat experiences that you've had. Yeah. So like I said, I got to go to Atlanta and November with the National 4-H Congress, which was like the first time I had ever gone on a big trip without my family. Um, sure. Like yeah. you're, you're like all grown up. Yeah. Now. Like, yeah. Oh boy. So it was a big deal. And um, that was awesome on its own because, you know, I got to meet so many people from across the state of Ohio sure. and 4-H members, which was great. Um, like you said, I was fair queen and that whole experience was phenomenal. And whenever I heard my name called, that day it was like my mind was blown because that was something that I worked really hard towards. Um, And, you know, stuff like that, like doing the national stuff and getting to meet people and make connections across the U.S. I mean, I have friends in Virginia, California, New Mexico, just from this type of stuff. And at the National 4-H Congress, I actually got to serve on the youth leadership team, which was um, a board that kind of ran the whole thing and did like um, the, the speaking parts and um, when we had sessions. So that was really exciting. It was a board of about 10 of us out of like the 800 people at Congress. Wow. So that was a lot of fun getting to speak in front of, you know, the donors and sponsors for the Congress. So it was kind of stressful, but, you know, it was it was a great experience for me to have. Something tells me you didn't have one bit of trouble with that. It was, I mean, <laughs> I, was, I was responsible for saying the names of all the sponsors and there were some names that were kind of complicated. So I was there, you know, right I'm before. I'm so sorry if I messed yeah. you up. Yeah. So that was, I mean... 
that kind of stuff is just what sticks out in my mind whenever you ask me that that question. Very, very good. And, you know, it's just we could sit here all day and talk about all the things that you've been involved with. And, and um, so we are, again, so proud of you. So tell us how, how did you, like what made you start 4-H from the get go? Because you're like I, I remember, I mean, I could not wait when I was a little girl and we didn't have like um, clover buds and stuff back then. A couple right. of years ago. <laughs> just a couple. Just a couple. Um, but I can remember just, you know, crying, just like, wait, is it time yet, to, you know, to join 4-H? I was so excited about it. So how did you get started and, and, um, was it something you wanted to do? Yeah. So like my entire family was involved in 4-H. So like, I was kind of like you, I was like so excited to get, get <laughs> like, into it. Yeah. <laughs> just let me do it. I was at Cloverbed for a few years and then I took my very first dairy project my first year um, into it. And, you know, it wasn't the most successful project because I, I was like nine years old. But <laughs> I, I, I think back about uh, my, yeah, my yeah. years like like starting and what, I mean, what were we all thinking putting yeah. a little nine-year-old on a horse and yeah, yeah, it was bad. Fell off all the time and bad things yeah. happened. But anyway. But I mean, I was just, it was just kind of something that I knew I wanted to do. There wasn't any really like question about it and I my first few years were all about just like figuring out what I wanted to do and you know sure as I got older I turned 14 and that was when I started to have these sort of opportunities at like the state level and doing teen leadership council and just junior fair board even which opened up a lot of doors at the county level right. and I was just kind of seeing all of these very successful teens around me and I'm like I want to do that and I remember going into my first TLC meeting and being so stressed out because there was these like very like impressive teens that are my age that have these awesome resumes. And I'm like, gosh, I need to get it into gear because like I need to like <laughs> I get involved. Up. So like that's kind of what got me into it because I knew I wanted to do these things at the state level and bring it back to Jackson County and show these kids that there's a lot more to 4-H than just, you know, lifestyle products, projects. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, that is like the best story about positive peer pressure I've <laughs> yes. ever heard in my life. I mean, yeah. but it is, and that's how you learn. And, and, you know, I think that's like my favorite thing about 4-H is, um, the leadership that the older kids give mm -hmm. the younger kids. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's in a good way. It's, yeah. it's not like, I mean, yeah, are we all ornery and stuff like that? Yes, of course. But like, you know, in the the um, the fact that older kids are willing to help the younger kids, yeah. and because they've all been there and done that, like yeah. we all started out at nine mm -hmm. and didn't know what the heck we were doing, but there were people <laughs> there for us, and then yeah. so on and so forth. And you have to just keep helping the yeah. younger generation. And that, yeah, that was a lot. A lot of it for me was that there was so many great youth in Jackson County that had already done a lot of this stuff, and I was like just taking it to the next level beyond that with their help which was awesome. Yeah, very yeah. good. All right, so Erin, um, some deadlines are coming up for 4-H. So while you're here, can we talk about that for a minute and how kids can get involved if, they, if they're interested or maybe their parents are listening and they want to just, you know, give them the opportunity to decide whether they want to do 4-H or not? Yeah, so I think like Elizabeth said, you know, there's just so many opportunities and so many people, you know, they just think about, they think, oh, well, 4-H, it's just, um, you know, what happens at the fair or it's just taking livestock or animal projects. If you don't take a steer, you can't be in 4-H. <laughs> like, don't listen to yeah. her. <laughs> no. 
No, she, um, we say it, but really a lot of people do. It's amazing how many people say, you know, kids will say, well, I don't live on a farm. I can't have animals. They don't think that's a possibility. And they don't realize that, you know, we have, there's more than 200 different projects in 4-H. And so there's really something for everyone. I mean, we have projects and everything from, um, you know, robotics to, you know, rockets to babies, you know, there's a babysitting self-determined project. There's, um, natural resources projects. There are, um, just tons of different projects that you can take through 4-H. And so what kids really don't realize is just that there are all those opportunities. There's those right. livestock projects, um, but there's also so many other things. And really, it's just those projects are just that vehicle for what they're learning, those leadership and life skills. And, you know, so it's not really about, you know, you're learning that subject matter, which is important. And it's always nice to know, you know, the parts of an animal or if you're doing electricity and you learn about electricity or gardening and all those different projects but it's really that sitting down to interview with, uh, you know, sitting down to interview with a judge or learning Correct. to speak on the microphone or just um, those small public speaking skills that start out small when they're younger in those early years and then are quickly, you know, able to progress as they get older. And as Elizabeth said, you know, 14, really, things start taking off, really just getting those opportunities like junior fair board, uh, being a camp yep. counselor. Um, there's just so many different opportunities that start. And at that level, that's when they can start applying for many of those state awards and things as well, which then just continue to open these doors and opportunities as Elizabeth has shown. And, you know, she really says it all. I, I try, I've been kind of quiet today because she, I, she, even on the radio earlier, she, everything, I think, oh, I need to say this. And she, which she's got it. I think she, uh, I told her <laughs> I, I trained her well. Yeah. So, but, but um, I think it's just, you know, it's really heartwarming. She's, you know, embodies that. And so many of our teens, you know, we yes. see that they, they've, they've embodied that whole 4-H message and learning to really give back to others and want to be a part of helping some, something bigger. And I think we've really seen that by, you know, that involvement at both the, you know, state and national level as well. So if your kids, you know, are interested in getting involved in 4-H, there's lots of different ways um, to do that and lots of things they can get involved in. But the first step to that is taking a 4-H project. And as I said, there's lots of different um, projects that you can take. And yeah, so you can even invent your own project. Yes, if you there want. is. There's a self-determined project. Yeah. So if you have something you're passionate about, you know, you could do a project on radio broadcasting and you could right. research come hang that and come hang yes. for, you know, a while. And, and yeah. each project, no matter what it is, has like leadership things that you have to do as part of that. So some of those things might be just like attending a local event or going to something just to gain those uh, community and leadership. Those are built into every single project as well. And so, you know, if they're interested in joining, check out our website. It's uh, jackson.osu.edu. And there's a link there to how you can get enrolled. Uh, you can go and check out our 4-H um, clubs that we have available. We have about 30 4-H clubs in the county. I mean, in Jackson County. In Jackson County, there's 30 4-H clubs. So, so awesome. So, yes, they're all over. I mean, we have clubs in Jackson, Wellston, Oak Hill, everywhere in between. And um, there's just really, you know, a lot of times people will call in. Um, we'll kind of help them try to find a club. And we have a guide online that kind of helps uh, tell what the pro- where the clubs meet, when they meet, mm-hmm. kind of helps to help you make that decision for what's a good fit for your family. Because all the clubs just are have a little bit different flavor to them. Well, and, and that's what I was going to say. So if, if your child is, is like, like I was in a horse club mm-hmm. because, you know, I showed horses and, you know, it was this horse specific club. But if you, you know, there were kids that had other projects as well. And um, yeah, so if you, if your child is interested in something, 
there are uh, clubs that kind of specialize in certain things, or there's like well-rounded clubs as well. So it just depends on what you're, you're into. Yeah. The dogs and the horses tend to be the most specialized and that's where we have more of our specialized clubs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Horses, they have to be, there's several horse clubs, but some are more specialized in horses and some are ones that, you know, you're may not get as much, their advisors have some knowledge of horses to help you, but they're not, um, you know, they're not right having meetings where they're riding and doing that instruction at the club meetings. And like our dog club, um, they actually bring their dogs to the meeting and work with their dogs and do things, things with that project because it's very specific. And then uh, most of our other clubs are pretty general. Uh, Some have uh, more of a livestock focus, but you can always take general projects as well. And then there's, you know, so, and there's, but they all, you can take those, any of those projects through any of the 4-H clubs as well. So. Yeah. And, and that's a good point. And, um, you know, the best thing is like, do you have a friend that's in a club or, mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, maybe your aunt is, is, uh, an advisor at a club or whatever, like wherever you feel comfortable is where you should be. Right. Yeah. And I think that's really important is to find uh, the place where you're the most comfortable. And yeah. a lot of times, you know, asking around others, you know, of that are in 4-H, you know, make a social media post, Hey, who, I'm looking for a club who, and you might find people, you know, that you or talk to people, you know, are in 4-H and find out what um, clubs that they're in or just give us a call. And we'll try to help you tell us what you're looking for. And, you know, I can we can help try to find those clubs that are a good fit for you. If you kind of tell us what project you're wanting to do or what you're wanting to explore, I can kind of help guide them in the direction of, you know, where where a good fit is for that. And our phone number, I gave our website, uh, yeah. jackson.osu.edu is mm-hmm. our website. But um, our phone number is uh, 740-286-5044. And there you'll get a directory. Uh, you can hit my line for Aaron Daly, and I can uh, help you out to be able to uh, help direct those uh, phone calls and get you to those 4-H clubs. Love that. Love that. So do you have any advice on, um, in helping kids you know, choose a 4-H club? Well, I'm a little bit biased because my mom has her own 4-H club. It's <laughs> called the 4-Mile Farmers uh, 4-H Club, and we're looking for new members. So if you need a club to join, um, that's the one. <laughs> I never had, like, I was never, like, searching for a club because my family always, you know, had one. Yeah, um, it was kind of, like, yeah. determined for you. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't, yeah. like, a search for one. Um, and when our first club disbanded, we just made our own. So, um, and it, we're a pretty small club, so we don't have a lot of people in it, but, um, like Aaron said, just finding, like, I know a lot of people will be like, oh, do I have a friend in this club? Like, I'm going to join this club. Do I know someone in this club? And that's the best thing to do because then you already have those connections. And then, you know, some of the clubs are really big. And so you're going to be able to network with lots of people. Yeah, absolutely. And did you find, I, I'm thinking back about being a nine-year-old little girl with a horse and not knowing anything about <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing. And the advisors, you know, Mark Abel and some of the other folks at that time, you know, and and I remember going to like some of the first meetings and I didn't know anybody, but as I grew up in 4-H and grew up through the ranks of, of the fair and, and doing all of those great things, um, you know, those are lifelong, it sounds like really cheesy, but those are lifelong, like Mark Abel to me is, is a good friend and always will be and mentor, like so some of these people that you meet that you would have never probably known otherwise, um, because it's maybe just not in your circle or your right. wheelhouse or whatever, your paths would have crossed otherwise. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, my roommate in college is someone I met through 4-H See, here in Jackson County. And we're best friends and we'll probably be best friends for the rest of our lives because of 4-H. We grew up. But maybe you yeah. wouldn't have known each yeah. other otherwise. Yeah. And that's we talk about that a lot. We're like 
our paths probably wouldn't have crossed if we didn't do 4-H together. We were on fair court together. And so now that we're like, it's just so great to have those connections. So I, yeah. yeah. And, and it really is about those relationships. And I think, you Absolutely. know, as, as people think back on their 4-H um, careers, their 4-H years that they had in 4-H, you know, the the milestones and the awards and those kinds of things are, are important and they're going to remember those. But what really stands out are those relationships. And, you know, just like Elizabeth 100%. talked about the people that she's met. I mean, I've I've met people across uh, across the country as well through those. And, you know, it's just amazing. And, you know, back back in a few years ago, a when few I was years ago, <laughs> a few years ago, when I back you know, before we didn't have Facebook. And yes. Stuff. You know, you I, I can remember like, you know, this will sound crazy. You know, I can remember, you know, calling on Sundays to long distance to yes. friends I met in Wisconsin, from Wisconsin yes. and writing letters to people yes. because it was. Yeah. And, and you look so forward to fair because even though they lived in Wellston, you didn't see them any other time than, you know, than at the fair or whatever. So you wouldn't know. By that. <laughs> but these kids, I mean, these kids are so connected now, you know, yes. as far as, you know, once they meet so somebody, they're sharing their social media and, you know, they're able to connect right away as soon as they're. And so they're yeah. knowing what's kind of thing. And I've been fortunate to be able to connect with a lot of those people that I've met, track down some of those people that I've met over the years. Um, and I think that's just a really important part of those relationships. And it's funny because, you know, it's one of those things, you know, I was at a Rotary conference last weekend as uh -huh. well. I was dual conferencing there in the 4-H <laughs> conference. Conferencing. And I sat down at a table and, of course, they were talking, you know, right away. They were – one was involved with a, a, with the fair as a fair secretary and there was an FFA instructor and a – and they both were involved in 4-H and were 4-H advisors. And so very quickly, we're able to make those connections. And and I always tell our 4-H, you know, always tell our 4-H members to, you know, bring that up in conversation as they're interviewing for jobs. It's just, you don't realize the network yes, of people right. that have been involved. It's, you know, the largest youth organization in the world. It goes not only in all 50 states, but it goes across more than 80 countries. And so... There just wow. really is a very large network. And 4-H looks different in every one of those states and, and countries as well. It may not have the same experience, but it is definitely a cause that um, brings brings people together for sure. You know, and in the world in which we live now, which can be kind of sometimes negative and whatever, like 4-H is about one of the most wholesome things you can possibly yeah. do. And, and there's nothing bad about it. It's yeah. all good, right? Yeah, that was one of the conversations we were having at National Congress was about how 4-Hers have dealt with like kind of the disadvantages we've been put towards in the last like two years or so mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. how we've recovered so well because that's what we're taught when we come up through 4-H and I think sure. that's so important and it's it's true that's what I keep telling people I remember way back when I did my Fair Queens interview when you know everyone was talking about COVID and I my biggest thing was that as 4-Hers we're taught how to be adaptable and how to do things online and how to communicate with people um, throughout the state virtually and I think that's so important. It absolutely is. Yeah, and, that you know, adaptability is key. Yeah, it is. And you sometimes you have to, you know, when and, and this gets back to the, the to, to the animal projects and the showing the animal. But, you know, when you're when you have a, a steer or a hog and you're in the in the show arena and that sucker decides that it's not going to do something. I mean, you want to talk about adaptability. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to think on the fly here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I. I Again, my uh, last year in 4-H, I was like you. I could come back after yeah. my freshman year and call. You must be a youngin too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was able to come back, and my first class, my horse literally almost bucked me off. And I don't know what his problem was. I still don't know what his problem was. And so I 
got out and I thought, okay, what am I going to do? Because this is my last year in 4-H and I've got to, I've got to win this. I'm, I'm up for grand, you know, I want grand champion my last yeah. year in 4-H. So I went back, I regrouped, I took them down. We practiced a little bit, walked back into the grand champion class and won. Because we just, I was like, I'm going to figure this out. Figure it out. Yep. And I'm going to, he and I are going to have this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to figure this out. I can't think of how so. many times it's been the night before the show and we take my lamb into the show arena and we're practicing and he's doing things he's never done before. And, and you're it's, like, what's going on? And it's happening? so stressful. And you can either be, you can get upset about it or you can think, how am I going to deal with it? Correct. So you have and, to regroup. Yeah. And it, that that's like the. The thing that 4-H is all about is yes. how you can be the best that you can be. And Jennifer, that takes me a lot back to, I really go back to thinking like 2020. And of course, we all have so many thoughts back in 2020 when this Ugh. all, when, you know, COVID first started in the spring of 2020. And there were so many questions. Um, you know, we had so many, we were right in the time in March where our kids were buying animals for the fair and we're getting, yeah. and we had so many phone calls and questions about, is there going to be a fair? And people were wondering and, you know, we didn't know. We really had no, we, we didn't know till much later after, you know, you had to kind of make that commitment of, and I remember having those discussions with a lot of parents and families and even in our own family. And, you know, for us, it wasn't a question. It was like, we're not doing this for the, yes, we hope they're going to get to go to the fair, but it's not about that end result. I mean, it's those, you know, especially during that time when our kids were home from school, they spent so much quality time in the barn and going in and out, you know, going out every day and taking care of those, having something to focus on. And, yes. you know, those skills that they're learning just from having that responsibility, whether it was, you know, those livestock projects that kids were doing or even, you know, we had perfect stay-at-home projects that kids were able to start general projects no and do doubt. at home. Giving them a purpose, too, of, you know, they, they were stuck at home. You're right. Like, Giving yes. them something to do. And so, you know, I think it was, you know, we had those discussions a lot with 4-H families. And I said, you know, and I was pretty honest with a lot of people and said, you know, this is, you know, this is, we're, you're doing this, the things that are, we hope that we all make to the fair, but we, we're not going to, we can't make those guarantees. There weren't any guarantees at that time. Right. And um, so, you know, a lot of that, you know, really kind of brought families back to focus on, you know, what what's this all about? And I think when it comes down to Love it, that. you know, we're looking at those leadership and those life skills. I mean, even your out, you know, my own children being out in the barn together, you know, whether they're, you know, using a wheelbarrow or worrying about, you know, who's doing, you know, but they're also that some days it might be fighting with each other in the barn or who's got to go out and do this. And other times they're out there, you know, I overhear them as out playing and hanging out and having conversations Correct. and just sitting on the swing talking after they got done feeding. And it's about those relationships in our own families as well as in those relationships yep. that we build. And I always say that, you know, 4-H is a family project, you know, it's it not something that is just, you know, it's not something, you know, you're, kids they can do it on there but they, they really need that buy-in to help to uh you know have that family buy-in and really have that family time as well and to be a part of that whole project and you know you celebrate those wins you celebrate those um disappointments together as a family and you know <laughs> and whether, there's all of that yes there is there's, <laughs> there's all of that and so a lot of that. you know i think it really brought us back a little bit about just kind of you know what are we here for and what's the what's the end goal and i think the end goal is those life skills and those leadership opportunities for our kids and those relationships that they get a chance to build and all the other stuff is you know that's a bonus and we yep. hope that you know those things are exciting but um, those are really just those things that are going to make those positive impacts on our youth and help make them the contributing citizens um, of our you know, communities tomorrow and decades from now.
Well, and I think, you know, what you're saying, and, and I agree with that 100% because, you know, had you had to just say, you know what, we're not going to have a fair this year and tough, like, and we're sorry, but it's not going to happen. That would have been a disappointment that these kids would have had to have dealt with, but that would have made them stronger and more appreciative of the fair the following year or whatever. And, you know, so all of those things, they're, they're, they're learning experiences and sometimes you win them and sometimes you don't. And, you know, last time I checked there, I'm not trying to be mean, but there weren't participation trophies in 4-H. Like, you know, somebody goes in, you compete, it's, it's competition. And while there's that part of it, the helping each other out and whatever along the way is much more important, but you're still competing and, and you know, you want to win that yeah. trophy right. or ribbon or, or whatever. So, yeah. you know, those are all skills that, that they're learning, even if it's a disappointing yep. outcome. Yeah. yeah. And we see that, you know, those livestock kids in showmanship when they're in the ring, you know, you can tell those, you know, that's where it really shines too. You can see, you, you know, that's a lot of kids. That's, that's very, most important to them is what's going to happen you know, in the show ring. And when they're out there showing their skills, because showmanship uh, for those, you know, yeah. showmanship is when you're, it's based on how, what you can do with the animal. It's not about the quality yeah. of the animal. Whereas your uh, quality classes, you know, for grain change, those right. are about just uh, the quality of the animal itself. Right. And have a lot, you know, have to do with a lot of the things you've done to prepare, but they're really also about that animal as well. And so showmanship's really all about you and how, what you've done Correct. to train that animal and your, you know, work workmanship and skills to be able to train that animal yes. and get it to do what you want. And sometimes, like we said, that doesn't always <laughs> it happen. Doesn't always it happen. could have done exactly what you wanted at home and it could uh, not cooperate in the ring. Why all of a sudden but, is my lamb biting me? I have no idea. No, I've never yeah. done that before. So. I, yeah, I had a lamb one year that was, it was during 2020 when I was in the barn, you know, 24-7 it felt like because I didn't have anything else to do. It was perfect up until the week before and then it started like kicking every time I tried to move its legs. So like you said, it's like all about how you deal with that and... It is. And yeah. you're like, come on. No, we yeah. don't need to have a come little on, yeah. talk. <laughs> we, like, we worked really hard on this. Like, why are you doing this? But but no, it, it, it does happen. And um, a lot of people don't realize, too, that, you know, you have these animals. They're secluded. They're, they're in their own little comfy space in your barn. That's where they've grown up since right. they were babies. And then all of a sudden, you take them to yep. the fair. And, oh, oh my gosh. there's all this stuff around and people yeah. and other animals oh gosh the worst thing ever is when horses see animals that <laughs> they don't understand <laughs> yeah they just totally like some of them just totally flip out but um so yeah so then that's nerve-wracking for the animal mm -hmm. let alone you know the yeah. person so that's something you have to adapt mm -hmm. with too and get them once you're at the fair you have to actually get them out and about and and expose them to all the things that they may see while you're in the arena. Yeah, there's a lot Show of arena. a lot of unknown, which can yes. be very scary. But okay. it goes. It's a part of like the journey of like, and you can apply that to anything that you do in life. One hundred percent. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like my my biggest thing with that was whenever I was trying out for fair court way back when I was like 14 years old, I tried like three times before I actually got on. Oh, wow. And, you know, I there's Good probably, you. yeah, there probably wasn't a lot of, there's probably a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have done if it wasn't for me pushing towards that. And there, there, I mean, I feel like a lot of times I'm asked like, how do you define success? And I'm like, success isn't just about how many times you like win. It's also about how, what you learn from those experiences where you fail. Yes. And I've learned that so much throughout my time in 4-H. There's a, like, I can sit here and list up all the things that I've accomplished, but there's so much that I've done that, 
didn't go the way that I wanted. And I probably learned so much from those experiences that I wouldn't have learned regardless. Correct. Even more so yeah. than the, than the good stuff. Yeah. 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 And, and, but you have to be the kind of person that does learn from that yes. and doesn't just yeah. give up. And, yeah. yeah. And give up oh, or, yeah. or throw things and walk storm off yeah. or whatever. You just have to laugh at yourself and go on. Yeah. It can be very humbling. These animals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. They can sure. be. Yeah. Because you're like, Oh, I put so much work into this. And then you get up there and they're like, Nope. They're like, you're not doing nope. anything. Nope. Nope. Not nope. today. <laughs> not on this Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> Hey, Jen, do you care to move your mic a little bit closer no, to you? Sure. Do you mean my mouth isn't loud enough? Are you no. kidding me? That's funny. Never heard that one before. Um, okay, so let's talk about what you're doing now and what you're working yeah. toward. So like I said, this summer I'll be on the state junior fair board, which is really exciting. Um, I'll be at the state fair all two weeks, so if you're up there, Yay! come say hi. Um, and like I said, I'm a freshman at OSU finishing up my second semester studying agricultural communication on a pre-law track, which basically just means that I want to go to law school after um, finishing this degree. And then after that, I want to be a lawyer and focus on the agricultural community. Okay. And use these skills that I'm learning now and apply them to law and politics later on, because someday I want to get into politics. Not immediately, but <laughs> at some point. Cool. Well, yeah. something tells me you would do just fine at that. <laughs> Thank you. Although you're awful sweet. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Hey, we've got some photos here. Can you kind of describe what yeah. these are? Um, so that photo is from the National 4-H Congress. I was saying earlier that I was on the youth leadership team, so I was responsible for a lot of speaking parts. This was during the um, our big dinner that we have with all the sponsors, um, and that's me reading, reciting off all of the sponsors' names and trying not to mess anything up. Um, yeah, and that, that was that was National Congress. Um, that's also National Congress the same night, right before the dance that we had, the big dance that we had that night, which was really exciting with all the people from across the country. And we that was that was a fun night because we it was we it was our last night there and it was kind of finally time for us to let loose and have a good time. Love that. That's from the um, Ohio Forge Conference right after I got my award. That's me and Erin. Yay! Aren't you guys so cute? That's a good picture. I like that picture. Yes. And that's me and my mom um, and my dad, my dad, Aaron, and my mom, Rayanne. Um, That was, like I said, right after I got got my award in the um, conference dinner or the luncheon had just wrapped up. And that's us. <laughs> Very good. That's Thank so you. exciting. Thank you. So um, did we cover all the 4-H like, deadlines and things I like think, that? I think, yeah, okay. we can touch on them at the end. When, okay. You're, when you're ready, we can give them one last uh, shout out there. To yeah, you. I would love to do that. Um, I guess what I would ask you, Elizabeth, is you know, what would you like to say to, to people that are watching today or maybe kids that are watching that um, – you know, or just kind of on the fence about doing 4-H. Yeah. Um, I like, like I said, I never had, um, like a second thought about doing 4-H, but I, I had a lot of friends that, you know, throughout elementary school and middle school and high school, they were like, Oh, I can't do 4-H because I don't, I don't have animals. And like I said, that's the biggest thing is that you don't have to have a farm or any livestock projects to do 4-H. There's so much more than just, you know, animals and taking animals to the fair. Um, look at me, like none of my, like none of my livestock projects directly translate to my 
leadership that I've done at the state and national level. That's right. So, you didn't take your steer with no, you. To, no, you know, the- <laughs> no. And I think that's so important to remember is that like you don't have to do these things to be successful. And if you're on the fence about it, just do it because it's a great experience. Right. Like what's the downside? Yeah, there is I mean, no I downside. guess that's my yeah. point. Like yeah. what's the negative, I, negative yeah, about it? There's not like you get to meet new people. You're going to get leadership skills that you can carry for the rest of your life. 100%. Um, and, you know, I like I said over at the radio station, like I, I probably wouldn't be where I am today without 4-H. I wouldn't be going to OSU. I wouldn't be in the major that I'm in right now. And there's probably a lot of things that I never would have experienced if it wasn't for 4-H. So I don't, I don't think there's any reason to kind of be turned away from it because there's mm-hmm. something for everyone, regardless of what you want to do. And you can try it. And if you don't like it, step away from it. There's no, there's no harm. There's no consequences. No. But I really think anyone that is going to try it out for the very first time is going to love it. And I always hear people say, you know, oh, well, we're so busy or we do sports or we do – and we have tons of, you know, athletes and things that are involved with 4-H. And I always kind of say that, you know, with 4-H, you see Elizabeth here and she's done everything and she's done all these different things and gone – and that's great. And you can take those opportunities and there's so many opportunities. You can really make 4-H what you want out of that. But you can kind of do it – you know, you can do the minimum of, Mm -hmm. you know, taking a 4-H project each year to the fair and attending at least five 4-H meetings and completing the things in your club and exhibiting your project at the fair as the minimum. Or you can do the maximum of getting involved in all these other things um, like 4-H camp, which we didn't even talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Elizabeth was a counselor at 4-H camp as well. And uh, we're pretty fortunate to have a beautiful facility here at Canners Cave 4-H camp that 10 counties come to. but is right here in Jackson County. And so we have camp that's available all the way from kindergarten through second Cloverbud camp where you get to have a parent that comes with you to camp and experience it for one night. Um, or we have three night camps uh, for like, th- we have a third, uh, fourth and fifth grade camp for beginner camp, a sixth, seventh and eighth for junior high. And then we have a teen camp for the teens that's for uh, nine through 12 and all ten, 10 of our counties. So that's a great opportunity for those kids to really get a, yeah. see those connections that they've made as counselors and junior fair board and things that they've met and then get to kind of expand those and celebrate with those kids at camp and have a chance just to, you know, have those positive experiences in the camping okay. environment. So that's another thing as well. And, you know, you can really just do so much. You know, there's that. And then there's, you know, you can do state, go on and exhibit at the state fair. You can do lots of different things or doing all these opportunities once you become a teen, like Elizabeth talked about, like junior fair board, camp counselor, uh, the estate opportunities, and so many things like that. So you can really just make what you want out of the program. And you can. it's really kind of a build your own. You can you know build it how you want it. You, you can yeah. do those things. And if you're really just about you know, your livestock and you want to do that, and that's okay too, or a general project or a specific area, you can uh, you know work within those interests of yours. I think it can kind of be intimidating sometimes with people that have busier schedules, like you were saying. Yeah. But in high school, I was in marching band. I did drama club. I did Leo's club and I did I did so much at the high school as well mm-hmm. while also doing all this stuff. And I, I found a lot of times that my what I was taking in through 4-H translated into all of my other clubs. Sure. Which is, I mean, that's phenomenal as well. Like I was able to come out of my shell in 4-H and then in turn come out of my shell in drama club and marching band and that kind of stuff. Yep. I think that's fantastic. And again, I just don't see a downside to it at <laughs> yeah. all. I don't. Yeah. I would recommend anybody do 4-H. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So. yeah. so, yeah, if you're interested in joining, too, um, check out our website at www.jackson.osu.edu. 
And um, so that will take you to all of our enrollment information. There's links there that'll um, get you to that or our phone number at 740-286-5044. And then it'll offer you some different extensions and you can hit the one for Aaron Daly and it'll take you to me and we can help uh, help answer some questions. Uh, we've been kind of short staffed at the extension office for the last several years, many years, but we are actually very excited um, to, we're very excited to um, have gotten funding this year from our county commissioners who've been working really hard to make that happen um, for the county portion of the funding and to help that. So we're going to actually be having an office associate and we'll be having an Ag and Natural Resources educators starting. So there'll be awesome. two, there'll be 4-H and Lots Ag and Natural Resources and we'll have an office associate. So those uh, positions are actually open right now, closing on Sunday, just to put that out there. If anybody's interested, they're still open on our um, on the OSU site till Sunday. So we're hoping to expand our staff and uh, really be able to help with that and expand some new exciting programs for even adults with ag and natural resources and things to see some more extension programs happening in, love, in love, the county. Love, love, love. Yay. That's so fun. All right. Well, girls, thank you so much for coming in. But uh, before you get out of here, you have to read the cycle search oh, clue for oh, today. Oh, yes. And the enrollment deadline is April okay, 15th, okay. by the way. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah. But so I will give you that. So you're going to read this one right okay. here. But before you do that, uh, one lucky listener, don't forget, will win that KO 250 dirt bike with an accessories package. Thanks to Total Media and Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. Today's... Um, Today's uh, clue is brought to you by Mark Porter GM and also our friends at Monroe's Collision. So want to thank them for that. And today's clue, Miss Elizabeth is going to read to you. Okay, so today's clue is dirt roads, gravel roads, pavement or blacktop, which could be when searching for the key. Could it be when searching for the key? That's your clue for today. There you go. Yep. So it's on a road somewhere, yep. off of a road somewhere. So, <laughs> so what you're saying is you've got to take, take a road, road to get there. Hey, I think it's supposed to be nice this weekend. It is. It's a great time to do some, you know, Just saying, back road traveling. Start putting, if you've written all these clues down, there's keywords in there, yep. places, and you need to start putting them all together to find those. Yep. Find that key packet. Yeah. So there you go. Well, thank you girls so much for coming in. Thank Congratulations you. on all your success. We know that you're going to do great things. And thank you for representing our county so well thank as well. You. Because, you know, our kids, um, I think kids sometimes get a bad rap. And you all are doing great things. So thank, thank you. Thank you for having me here today. I'm just so glad that I get to talk about this and let people know what's going on in 4-H. Well, we're so happy that you chose to, to come in today and spent time on your spring break okay. to come and, and visit with us. Early morning for spring break. It is. Man. That's why I'm like, oh, that poor thing had oh, to get no. up early. No, it's fine. So, all right. Well, very good. Girls, get, um, get out there. Keep... Keep representing. Thank, thank you. Okay, all right. Thanks for having us. Of so course, anytime. All right, let's go over your weather forecast. And our good friend Ben Davis Jr. just walked in. Surprise! So excited to see you. Thank you, girls. Um, let's go over your weather forecast for today. A little bit of chance of rain in the forecast, but um, it doesn't look to me like it's going to happen until tonight. So today, enjoy partly cloudy skies with highs of 70 two degrees um, in our forecast. So we love that so much. Um, for tomorrow on Saturday, that rain does pop back into the forecast. Bit cooler temperatures, highs of 57, lows of 39. And then on Sunday, the rain moves out. Not quite as warm uh, as today, though, with uh, partly cloudy skies, highs of 60 degrees, and lows of 37. But look at next week, 
looking pretty darn good. So, hey, hey. welcome. How's it going? You snuck in on me. Yeah, I didn't even know I was going to be on TV. No. I, I dressed for the occasion. You got this did, nice. You uh, fine? This is a blazer uh, slash sweatshirt from Duluth. I won this because I got uh, my Wordle in one try. Did you really? No. No, I made oh, that up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, does that happen? I'm a two trier, though. I, I've gotten multiple two, two guess Wordles. I still don't understand Wordle, and somebody's going to have to explain it to me, and maybe no. it's going to be you since you seem to be very good at it. It's pretty fun. I mean, I'm not really that great at it, I'm just lucky. That's that's my life. Oh, I don't know about that. You're pretty good at a whole lot of <laughs> hey, things. I take I take lucky over being good at yeah, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, so Ben, you are playing this weekend here in town tonight. Yeah. Tonight, yeah. Okay, at the the stock room uh, with uh, eight equals D uh, appropriate name and. Um, <laughs> Uh, Don't think about it them. too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing with them tonight. They're going to open up, and then me and Ben Irvin are going to play a um, couple hours and have a good time. We got people coming from all over the place Michigan and uh, Athens County. Athens County is pretty cool, too. Yeah. It is. <laughs> but that's it'll be fun. so good. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's tonight. And tonight. what's the time again? Eight o'clock. All right. Eight o'clock. So come to the stock room, uh, see our good friend Ben Davis Jr. here play. And. Um, Unfortunately, what? So, when are you leaving us, or do you know yet? So, um, since this, he's going to skip town this is on a us, good a time as any to talk about this. I'm just not going to go. I'm just not going to go. I, I, I've fallen what? back in love with Jackson. I can't help it, and uh, I, I just want to be here and invest myself in this community. And uh, yeah, I, I just made this decision the other night, and my parents don't even know. Sorry, mom and dad, I haven't told you, but I'm not going to Nashville anymore. What? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do my best to reach out to Nashville and all those places uh, from here and uh, maybe bring people here would be a lot more fun, I think. That is like, I mean, I would have been so happy for you had you moved and, right. and whatever, but we're so happy to keep you here. Yeah, we just, love that. I love it here, you know, and everybody is really kind to me. And uh, there's a lot of great things. There's a lot of young musicians that maybe I can uh, help at least Maybe tell them wear a different color shirt. Maybe that's guidance. I don't know. I don't know what else I could tell them, but I'm going to try if they'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. Hey, yeah. is that your hat you got on the road? I did. I got There's this a story about that hat. Lukenbach, Texas. I was there with my dad and uh, a bunch of friends. Love that. And uh, yeah, these ladies told me that I had to have this hat, and my dad said I should too, so I got it. But they uh, <laughs> uh, they wanted me to buy a feather for it. Yeah. And, um, also a Part of the raccoon anatomy they recommended uh, as an ornament for my hat, but I just didn't understand what that meant. So, yeah, we'll have to we'll Google that later. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. luck. It's good luck. I know they said that much. There you go. Hey, talk about so a lot of people don't know this, and then we're gonna have you play a song in yeah. the show if you don't mind. Yeah, and we're so glad you stopped by today. This has <laughs> really too. been the funnest show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, talk for a minute about Lukenbach, Texas, because you know there's the song uh, yeah. with Willie and Waylon and the boys and all that. But like, I think a lot of people think that Lukenbach, Texas, is this ginormous touristy area, and in fact, it's not that at all. No, it's kind of. Uh, I mean, it is a spot for tourists to go these days. But um, back in the day, you know, it was a beer hall, a dance hall, and a place to get your mail. That was it. That's it. Um, 
this dude Hondo made it. It's a little community, and he bought all the land, I guess, and uh, established this town and made a place for musicians to come play. That was basically it, and now it's still there. People are carrying on his legacy, and the original buildings are still standing there, and there's music every day. Um, it's incredible. So people come from all over just to, to hear the music? Absolutely, and... absolutely. And, Did you get uh, to play? I didn't play there, no. Okay. Um, I... I was really hungry. Uh, I wanted to get some barbecue, and so I didn't spend as much time in Lukenbach appreciating it as I was like, this is wonderful. This is a great place, and I can feel it. But, man, I want some barbecue right now. Heard. Yeah. But you did get a cool hat along I the way. I got this cool hat from yes. uh, in Lukenbach at, uh, let's see what the place is called. So, uh, Snail Creek Hat Company. I got Hattitude. That's what it says in there. I don't have anything else to say about that. Yeah. Um, so do, do you guys have any ideas what song you want me to play? Because I, I had a plan to play one on the radio. It just didn't feel right. Uh, but I wrote a song for our friends and uh, Bart and Megan. I was wanting yeah. to share that. Is that okay? Uh, absolutely. We, Please do so. Yeah, we might cry, but it's okay. It's all right. We'll, we'll cry along the way yeah. with you. Uh, Guitar Man and Mary is what this song's called. And <laughs> I think it's a law that you have to change names and songs. So that's uh, why I do it. But uh, yeah, this is for my friend Bart and uh, Megan um, here in town. Love it. The guitar man unloads his gear and walks into the pub. He tips his hat to Mary behind the bar she's slinging love. It's a regular occasion. Every Wednesday night, all the people shuffle in while he dials the sound in right. And he's tuning up his telly with a smile across his face. Little crown roll in his belly just makes things fall right in place. He glances up at Mary, she glances back at him, then she shuts down that old jukebox and the good times roll again. The drinking folk are all lined up to order at the bar. It's all two dollar cheeseburgers and cans of PBR. The guitar man and his two piece band light that old dive up while Mary's pouring whiskey into a red plastic cup. And we knew he's always loved her from the outside looking in. Cause he always played her favorite songs and met her with a grin It was plain to see to you and me Mary loved him too So it never did surprise us On the day they said I do Mary did her damnedest to make sure he felt at home She knew our friend the guitar man sometimes could be alone she always traveled with him to the beer joints where he'd sing Riding on the rhythm of her honky-tonk king They were married on a Tuesday, it was the 8th of June There were stars so bright in their eyes, you could burn off all the dew Guitar man was shaking like an oak leaf in the breeze Cause nothing in his haggard life felt so true and free 
one cold day in December while the rain was coming down She was deafened by the silence in that old coal mining town Her heart was torn to pieces, her eyes turned to gray It was love brought them together and the Lord took him away The guitar man unloads his gear and walks into the pub. He tips his hat to Mary behind the bar. She's slinging love. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> so just everything yeah. about that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that one uh, wrote itself. Uh, real, yeah. real life, you know, just. Uh, it has a, a thing where it can just, if you make it rhyme, it's pretty enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, if anybody knows uh, Bart and Megan's love story, that's really spot on. Yes, without a doubt. Uh, you know, we all, we love both of them, you know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, should I do a happy one now? Yeah, please. This wasn't a good day to empty the box of tissues you had. I know. We had no tissues in here. And so Courtney had to go get me toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Um, you, Courtney. uh, Okay. So now I've got to think of a happy one. um, I'm trying to think of all of them. I have a played Line Boat Blues for you guys before. I probably have. I'm going to play it anyways. I wrote it with my friend Austin Hill. Um, it's about working on the barges, you know, it's another thing from our area. It is. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a I'm going to go work on the, on the river boat or the, the boats and everyone's and like, what? So proud of you too. It's like, oh, well that's good money. You know, work yeah. your way up to captain. They don't realize you're going to be gone for 30 days at a time. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you have a family, just, you know, whatever. It's not but the life. No. Lime boat blues, uh, goes like this. Take me on down the line I've been working on the water for 28 days And it says it's gonna be 29 I got my baby waiting on me to show her a real good time I've been working the deck from the morning till the sun goes down I'm breaking my neck, floating through my hometown. Oh, but we can't stop. We gotta lay the hammer down. I could complain, but you know there ain't no use. It's no use. I ain't got no use. Say I gotta make a living or die. I can't choose. I ain't got nothing to lose, nothing but these lime boat blues. Oh, well, my back's aching and I'm feeling about half past dead. Oh, Lord, I forget what it feels like lying on my bed. 
I got my baby's voice ringing, but I can't remember what she said. Big River, take me on down the line. I've been working on the water for 28 days, and they say it's gonna be 29. I got my baby waiting on me to show her a real good time. I could complain, but you know there ain't no use. It's no use. I ain't got no use. Say I gotta make a living or die. I can't choose. I ain't got nothing to lose. Nothing but these lime bulbs. I ain't got nothing to lose, nothing but these lime bulb blues. Woo! <laughs> that's a go. good one. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, I, it's another one that's real life. I just made it rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're awful good at that. I guess so. Thank you very much. Well, Ben, uh, once again, tell everyone when you're playing this weekend, because if you don't get out to see this guy, you are missing out. Tonight, Stockroom 601. It's going to be a really good time. Um, they've got these things called veal something, veal bites, I guess, because we all love the Jackson County veal. So they right on. They cut it up into these wedges and you dip it in stuff. And that's pretty nice. So if, if you don't come for the music, come try that. Yeah, get yourself a veal bite. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, that sounds like a like a plan. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, good friend Ben Davis Jr. Uh, here in the house. We appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for having me again. Of course, anytime. I love it. And uh, so have a great weekend. Looks like we're up on time. Thanks to, to uh, Elizabeth and Aaron for stopping in, our good friend Ben Davis. And um, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy it. And, you know, just have a good time, whatever it is that you choose to do. And uh, thanks for coming in. All right. We'll see you back here on Monday. Bye-bye.